on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. A new Facebook feature is rolling out, but will it reel in new users? Probably not. Move over, Miss Cleo. Google says they've updated keyword matching to make it more predictable. <laughs> They're lying to you. No need to search on the topics covered at Google's most recent event. We've got the snooze news for all yous. All on today's show. You know what time it is. It's officially Marketing O'Clock. We bring you all the digital marketing news of the week, powered by the digital marketing community. If you want to join the conversation, hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere, and you can join our community on Discord at community.marketingoclock.com. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios in beautiful Buffalo, New York, to bring you our famous Friday news show. You can subscribe to our show at youtube.marketingoclock.com or wherever you consume your podcast. Head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every article we cover straight to your inbox. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shep. I'm Jess Budd. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on October 1st, 2021. Ooh, spooky season. I know. Greg, Jess, Caleb, I once read a sign in a home goods that said, I'm so lucky to live in a world with Octobers. And I am so lucky to live in a world with the three of you. Wow. Wow. I think Anne of Green Gable said that. Oh, okay. I'll put violin she, over it. I feel like she's yeah. trying to make up for her Facebook <laughs> I know. I'm like week. waiting for the other shoe to drop. I bad about what I said listening back. <laughs> Greg, you have a lot of friends, okay? What, what's new in your world? Well, for me, it's kind of fashion corner here early. I've been thinking a lot about something, and it's sort of one of those life hacks. I stole this from Matt here from the company. But one time he said something, and now I'm like, I want to do it. He had said, what if you just buy all black short sleeve shirts and that's just what you rock with? It's like you, it's like your take on Steve Jobs with Elizabeth Holmes with yeah. the deep voice oh, yeah. and then you got the, the shirts. Like Both like kind of problematic people if you ask some people, but. <laughs> but I can, I can revive that theme of uniformity. Okay. Um, what do you think? Like, I, I was thinking that would be like so a, nice. It's for like a cartoon you? character. You wear the same thing every episode. Yeah. 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 Why not? Okay. First but of just all, in life. Jess Bud already does this. So, second of all. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, didn't mean, I didn't mean to say any of that. Oof, my bad. For some people, I would just be so. I mean, as the girl sitting here in like an Anastasia headband. <laughs> for some people, I really wouldn't support that. But for you, I think there's no way but up. From like your zip off pants. <laughs> so, she was just nice to you a second ago. Oh my ago. goodness, that it's was gone. all a ruse, yeah. so as I'm, they say. I'm all for it. And you look like Cinderella <laughs> as Jill said to You're like Shepparella over well, here. Well, I wore my hair in a ponytail for the first time on the show last week and I was just horrified. So <laughs> if you watch, like, please turn in this week and see my hat. Yeah, and youtube.marketingclock.com. Jess, what's up with you? Literally nothing, but I did discover new music for me, but you guys know what my taste is and new. Alice in Chains Unplugged. You listened to the album? When I was a kid. I listened to it full through for the first time today, and it was glorious. I have no idea what you're saying. Not going to lie, they might have been better with a plug. They're great with a plug, but it was just a nice experience. <laughs> so Miss Chains. Miss Chains. <laughs> Alice in Chains. Yeah. She any she's good. She's <laughs> phenomenal. And if you know anything about the TV I watch, it's very similar. It's just music. Okay. Well, I actually discovered new music this week too because um, 
part of my job is really weird. I have to like write tweets about things that we talk about on the show. It's like really like gut wrenching sometimes. <laughs> I found myself in a position because of Greg where I had to listen to the Grateful Dead and like a lot of music like that. Like I won't know the song title or the artist, but then I press play on their number one hit and I like know what it is. The Grateful Dead, like <laughs> what's wrong with these people? Um. I will just say you're probably not in the same mindset here at work <laughs> okay, but as like, they were when they wrote and recorded. If the those music. people, yeah. if the, their fans like weren't in that mindset all the time, like go they to the concert are. sober, like I just don't think it would work out as well for them. Like it's very strange. Yep, you clearly weren't at Turpentine tripping in <laughs> these <laughs> lyrics. Come on, like what in the world? So anyway, first Greg walks over to my desk and it's like on the Spotify screen. He's, he's like, "You listening to the Grateful Dead?" <laughs> and then. My husband, you can see, like, you can follow people on Spotify and see what they're listening to. And he sent a picture that said, Christine's listening to the Grateful Dead. He's like, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) So everyone just knows. Caleb, what's up with you? So I rescued an animal the other night. So I woke up. This is a really weird story. You're the real life Dr. Doolittle. I really am. It it keeps happening. (laughs) I'm going to, like, make an Instagram post about him, just pictures of all the animals. But... Um, there was like a lizard in my apartment and I was like, how did this get here? No, really. Do you live at the zoo? No, I don't. (laughs) West side might be a zoo, but uh, I woke up and there's this lizard in my kitchen and I have no idea how it got there. (laughs) I have no idea. And I'm like, I'm not going to like, you know, leave this lizard in my kitchen. No. So what I do, (laughs) I put a container on my counter over the lizard and put some like spinach I had in the fridge. (laughs) What? Wait, stop. You You fed it? But basically, I just keep it there overnight, and I got a text today, actually, like at around like nine a.m. Um, my property manager, hey, um, we lost someone lost a lizard, so if, you, if you, anyone's seen it, let us know. So I'm like, oh, I have Wait, a lizard. Wait, it was a pet lizard. Yeah, it's a pet lizard. So it's large. Oh, uh, it's not that big. It's like around this. It's like this. It's like. And for the audio folks, it's a yeah. ten-inch lizard. It's a ten-inch lizard. You know, after I get home today, the lizard's just chilling with the spinach, and I'm gonna, you know, take it to its owner. Oh my god, these have been in the Tupperware. I hope it's alive. Yeah, there's holes in it. Don't worry. Don't worry. I'm not too good. You poked holes. Yeah, I'm really. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. Do you need a reality TV show? Yes. Hey, I'm an animal guy. What can I say? I hope it's not like meant to be in warm climates. I'm a little worried. Also, I don't know why you wouldn't have given it potato salad. If it's meant to be near warm warm climates, just put it near your uh, stove. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's probably why it's in there in the first place. Absolutely not. Nowhere near the stove. And I see why my people, we had a awesome marketing a talk that we released last week with Lily Ray and Glenn Gabe about all the algo updates that happened this summer in the Google world. Check it out. It was a great end to our season one of marketing a talk. So thanks, Lily and Glenn. And getting into the news this week, Google Ads made an update to keyword matching, and it was announced in this article that is called Matching the most relevant keyword to each query. Oh, that seems nice and easy. Questionable. (laughs) And new. (laughs) So first, they talk about how they made improvements in keyword matching over the past year and how they're using everyone's favorite unibrow sporting language model for Google Ads now. So that was new to me. Bert, he's here. (laughs) So Jenny said, it's a whole article, but Jenny has a pretty good TLDR here. To start, she says, we're making key updates to the way keyword matching works. One, now when an eligible phrase or broad match keyword is identical to a query, it will be preferred. 
eligible exact match keywords are still preferred over phrase and broad match keywords. Note that I said identical match, not to be confused with exact match, everyone. Are, are we keeping up so far? No. no. I'm, you already <laughs> Honestly, Ginny clarified this so much better than the article. Yeah. And it's still a nightmare. Yeah. So here's where it gets even messier. Great. <laughs> Previously, if none of the search terms were identical, your ad rank would be used to decide which keyword would show. Now, they are also considering what they call relevance signals when determining what keyword will be matched. So I'm kind of going from the article here. There's a chart and it says, if you have more than one broad or exact match keyword that is eligible, ad rank is, or sorry, if you have more than one broad match keyword that is eligible, ad rank is used to decide which keyword would be selected. Then if you have one broad match keyword and one exact or phrase match keyword, I'm just gonna read from this, it is so insane. If you have <laughs> exact match or phrase match keywords that are deemed more relevant than these broad match keywords, the exact or phrase match keyword will be selected. If you have exact or phrase match keywords that are deemed similar or less relevant than the broad match keywords, there is still a chance the exact match or phrase match keyword will be selected if it has a higher ad rank. This is un unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's so confusing. Still so, a chance. Exactly phrase. Like, still a chance. Who's relevant? You less. know the way people get so upset every time you make an announcement and are just like reading every single detail and you're going to use the verbiage. There is still a chance. Like, it's insane to me. Okay, so then if you have more than one exact or phrase match keyword, again, it goes to ad rank. So I'm sorry, we've got we've come on the record. We've said that broad match is getting better. I've, I'm using it in some of my accounts right now with a bunch of safety nets up. But they keep coming back to this concept of relevancy. And they say relevance is determined by looking at the meaning of a search term, the meaning of all keywords in the ad group and the landing page within the ad group. But looking at the search terms report for that, for these broad match campaigns or even close variants for a phrase and exact, they do not always know what relevant is. And they often don't. That is being kind. You're being very kind to that, not to me today, but to Google, you're so being like, very this kind. This means absolutely nothing to me. Like, what do I care what you say is relevant and what's not? You don't know. Like, And the literal name of the matching is exact. How can you say that's less relevant? It's so absurd. Insane. Yes, it's crazy. Okay, so then, little note here, Greg told me to say that he ratioed the Google Ads tweet about I this. Did. I, I did, I wow. did. I got more likes. I didn't I didn't just say ratio. I got more likes with my tweet than the Google Ads tweet, which is hard to do because Google That's, Ads has a lot of followers. Because in the announcement, they said keyword matching is more predictable, learn about new updates. Greg retweeted it and he was waiting because we got a little tip that this was coming out. Ladies and gentlemen, I present the least accurate tweet ever. It was good. People loved it. <laughs> it's true. Everyone loved it. But they said yeah. it's more predictable when literally it is less predictable. Yeah. You can't say we made something less predictable and it's more predictable. That doesn't make sense. My brain breaks when trying to comprehend the tweet. I looked at it. I'm like, this has to be a parody account. Double checked. <laughs> it was the Google ads account. <laughs> and they said that. I'm like, I have to do this. So your Let's quote go. tweet was good. But I, and you had time to prepare, as I said. But I think Thomason... At Thomason Tollfree did a better job. She said, Google, she, so it says keyword matching is now more, more predictable. Google, I put the keyword 
fall prevention, exact match in my account, and you match it with someone searching for autumn safety tips. This is not true. Wow. <laughs> okay, so then there's a PPC chat on Twitter spaces that was supposed to be about display ads this week, but sorry, Julia just turned it to talking and about Julia this. Julia was on fire. Yeah. And you should every Thursday tune into PPC chat 12 Eastern. Yeah. And Julie was on point last week. So Greg, I was on my desktop. So like I had an excuse for not turning my mic on. I was like doing stuff at the same time. But Greg eventually like people were on. It was like, Greg, I see you listening. Like, <laughs> and finally you like turned your mic on, came on as a speaker. And this was a quote. <laughs> I, okay, so this is the quote, but PPC Greg made it funnier by tweeting it on a tombstone. <laughs> you guys have to go to YouTube for this. So it says, look on the bright side. The Google Ads Twitter account said keyword matching is more predictable. So we have that going for us. <laughs> Greg Finn, 92321. That PPC Greg is the national trade. He's got to oh. be in the lead now. He's got to be in the lead. I'm coming back, though. Yeah. Um, so there's a million different little rabbit holes we can go down with this because oh, we're going to another part of it too. But Br Brad Geddes at BG Theory made a really good point. He says, I have car rental in one ad group and car hire in another. Would the variant car rentals, plural, trigger, trigger either ad group still or would it favor one with the closest term? These examples are why we currently need misspellings and plurals in accounts. So he says he has a situation now where it's preferring car hire and he can find no reason for this over the plural term. It's not quality score. It's not anything like that. And I've seen this too. We've all seen it. So Jenny replied and said, if car rental still is in the account and plural rentals and car hire are, they would each still be competitive via ad rank because they are close variants of the query and the identical or misspelled keyword isn't in the account. If you can't figure out that the plural version is more relevant than a different word, like I have, I'm hopeless. Me too. And they're admitting it. <laughs> okay. So then there's this whole other part of it because tucked in at the very bottom of the article, it's like, P.S. When you use broad match with smart bidding, there's no benefit to using the same keywords in multiple match types. Broad <sighs> match already, this is a quote, except for the P.S. part. Broad match already covers the same queries and improves performance with real-time bid optimization. And then Ginny doubled down on this. She says, using broad match with smart bidding, parentheses, TCPA or TROAS, because broad match already covers the same queries that phrase and exact would cover. Greg wrote a whole blog about this. You literally, like, she responded to this and you just couldn't sleep that night. Like, I, no, I, I, I was awake. I'm like, how can you say this? And it, that, is, that is very bad blanket information. Yes. And she qualifies it with TCPA or TROA. I know the she The article did. does not. That's not what smart bidding is. And what she's saying isn't even a bidding term. It's now maximize conversions with target ROAS yeah. or maximize or maximize conversion value with target ROAS. I feel like it's so everyone insane. else besides you is trying to pretend that that announcement didn't happen. You like won't let it go. Like, including I Jenny. I can't. You're, you're, you're saying to not use exact match if you have broad match. And that is a ridiculous statement to make. Yeah. There's a million reasons why it's in the blog. You want to go through a couple real quick? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, obviously, like, you can do different things. And broad match is supposed to be this, like, this this wide net that you cast. And I think one example that I gave in the blog post is if we do pay-per-click services, we can have exact match pay-per-click going to a pay-per-click page. And then pay-per-click you know, maybe match to digital marketing. And that might be better off going to a digital marketing page that talks about everything. You know what I mean? Or paid search marketing, you know, 
if you have that exact, we want that to go to the paid page. And if it's broad, it, you know, it might match on anything. So let's go to the broader page for it. So that's one thing. You can also bid differently based off of, you know, RLSAs. We have many B2B clients and we use RLSAs nonstop and you can use broad match smart bidding to say like, you know what, if you sell frozen pizzas to other, to, to like convenience stores, right? And we have a client that does that. If you've been on that site, you are a commercial person. And so we want to bring you to the site with exact match. But now that you're on the site, we know that you're not a con, an end consumer. So maybe we do RLSAs. And instead of saying, you know, bulk frozen pizza or commercial frozen pizzas, we can say frozen pizza. And we can cast a huge net because we know that you've been on the site. So there's lots of different ways you can do it. You can have different campaigns where one is mobile and one is desktop. That technically is the same term that is just on and different things. You just can't say blanket blanket statements like that. So whether or not you want to use RLSA is going to a different page with a deeper offer to people that have been on the site or not, like that all works and that makes sense. Yes. And just another note here, if you are looking for like an easy breakdown of this to send to clients or colleagues or whatever, um, there's a really good Twitter thread from Schmelbeck, <laughs> Schmelbeck PPC, um, that e-com Google ads guy. And like I said, it's a really easy way to break it down. And if you can't spell like me or even speak, we'll have it in the newsletter. So don't worry. What else is happening? All right, we have more Google Ads news from this week. And it started early on a Monday where Barry Schwartz at Rusty Brick on Twitter just CC'd me, PPC Greg, and PPC Kirk. And where I think I might need to change my name to like PPC Gregaga with two G's just to fit in. But he says, translate, please. And then Ginny <laughs> deleted the tweet. I was so confused and we're in our morning meeting. But there's new default for attribution within Google Ads. And the name of that attribution is Data Driven Attribution or DDA. And Google says, as the industry continues to evolve, last click attribution will increasingly fall short of advertisers' needs. The most successful marketers will switch to a data driven approach. And then a whole bunch of other gobbledygook there. And if you haven't used data driven attribution, you're not alone because up until this week, data-driven attribution was only for a select few. You had to hit a very specific threshold of conversions, 300 conversions within 30 days, which is a lot. Yeah, That's a lot of conversions. Um, but there is an attribution pane within Google Ads that you can go to up if you hit the little gear and then you go down to attribution, you can see what some of the different models look like and what they might look like for you. And I feel sad, like I've come to a point where Diago Da Silva at D underscore D-A-S-I-L-V-A just is now adding me on Twitter saying, is this gonna be a new Greg rant? <laughs> and it's like, no, not on this one, not on this one, not on this one. I think this makes sense. Last click attribution only or last touch attribution doesn't make a ton of sense. I mean, you're like your brand is going to look great. Your remarketing is going to look great. And I think this, this, there should be something else. My only question is like, why now? Why not? Like how did all of a sudden it get so much better? And why in the midterm, like, didn't you do linear attribution or something like that where everything gets credit? Like it's weird to go from last touch to something where today we're recording on Wednesday it still says the data requirements are 
For the model to be available, you must have at least 3,000 ad interactions in supported networks, and a conversion action must have at least 300 conversions within 30 days. And this is going to be the default for everyone, which is crazy. Mm -hmm. And furthermore, like they were sticklers about this. And again, in the current specs, this isn't rolled out yet, they're, they're like stringent. They say, once you're using data-driven attribution, you won't be able to continue using this model if your data drops below 2,000 ad interactions in supported networks or below 200 conversions for the conversion action within 30 days. I think that's where like it's throwing red flags a little bit. Like mm-hmm. you didn't say like what you did to change yeah. this. Like still, that's that. There's very few folks out there, especially when talking to SMBs, that hit those thresholds. And the community was kind of thinking along the same lines. Nava Hopkins at Nava F on Twitter said, "I'm genuinely excited by this and curious." What change that will allow a brand with less than 600 conversions in a 30-day period to use this attribution? Hoping this is true innovation as opposed to in the name only, i.e. smart bidding hidden minimums. Yeah. And then PPC Greg also had a similar tweet and then a really great thread came from that. But he said, it will be interesting to see how this works for accounts with not a ton of data. I think for most, there won't be much of a difference between DDA and last click, depending on what Google's modeling does to the data. And I tend to agree with with Greg. And we asked that out there for voicemails. If you want to call and be heard or be listened to by uh, up to a thousand people, that's where the numbies are at right now. Um, PPC Kirk said, my take, the attribution change is somewhat of a nothing burger announcement or at least a positive change. Anyone who cares can opt out for now, but as privacy kicks in, sampling will only increase in all models, so they might as well have one driven by machine learning. Now, if you want to message us, it's call.marketingclock.com. You can leave a voicemail and we will play it on air. And from Greg's post, I think some of the best commentary came from Patrick Gilbert. Patrick J. Gilbert on Twitter. Oh, the H must have been taken. And Patrick says, DDA will help solve many current attribution problems. Should I be running branded search or would those folks have converted anyway? DDA will model out conversion paths and without branded search, use multi-regression to measure the expected conversion rates from each. Many PPCers will hate this because it won't explain why. You'll just see the final result. Was the branded click valuable? If so, it received X percent of credit. If not, it'll be less than X. It won't actually tell you this is happening on the back end, but that's machine learning for you. We're also destined to hear conspiracy theories about how Google is gaming DDA to incentivize people to spend more. I won't waste my time on that conversation, dot, dot, dot. Wide-scale access and adoption of DDA is huge as more data will make every individual DDA algo that much better. So I'm, I'm fine with this. I just yeah. don't know how it made that much of a leap so quick. It seems a little sketchy. And it's still the same thing. Like They're like, oh yeah, target, CPA, is fine, it still works. If you set up target CPA without any data, it does terrible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's wrong. You can't say that. And again, it seems like it might just kind of revert to more linear or time decay or last touch. I mean, I guess it's almost all of them, but first touch. But anyway, there's no rant for me here today. You can still see everything and you can still change it as you like. Yeah. And I would guess that it will make Google ads look better, not worse. Right. I'm 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 gonna take Patrick's side. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna entertain that dot 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 or whatever he said. But for me, it's more like at your blue sunny skies here. Am I right? 
Sounds like more Is of a gray. Weather? You're just neither yeah. here nor there. <laughs> All right, what you got, bud? All right, well, no rant from you, but I have a dramatic reading from me. <clears throat> Today, we're launching Reels on Facebook for iOS and Android in the U.S. We're bringing short-form, entertaining video experiences and tools that have inspired creators on Instagram to more creators and audiences on the Facebook app. Ugh. With the ability to create reels and have their Instagram reels suggested to people on Facebook, creators, whether they're just starting out or already have a large following, will have more ways to express themselves, grow their communities, and reach new audiences. Like your mom. And I, add- <laughs> <laughs> and I added that last part. <laughs> the rest of it was a quote from the Facebook announcement. But the mom thing is valid because in this announcement, they felt the need to explain to their readers what a reel is. And I feel like most people kind of get it. So if you're explaining that it consists of music, audio effects, and more, excuse me, and more, and that you can follow people directly from it, like and comment and share with friends, like they're what? talking to your mother. They're not if, talking to us marketers. What if they're describing a reel and they're like, oh, a Facebook reel is similar to TikTok. My mom doesn't It's a TikTok. It. She's like, oh, the clock? The reels tell me what time it is? Really? Like, <laughs> so anyway, we all know what reels are. And now we know that they're officially on Facebook. What else is new? Why do we care? Buried at the bottom after all the fluff Facebook's turning into Google in so many ways. Uh, is the part that I think most of our listeners care about, basically alluding to additional ad inventory that's likely coming as soon as Facebook rolls this out. They said in there, we will begin testing full screen and immersive ads between reels to help small businesses and brands connect with new audiences in delightful ways. They definitely put small businesses first on purpose because that's who they care about, you know. But more things. Um, Facebook will be offering a bonus program where eligible creators can earn money. You hear that, Caleb? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he, he laughed he I had it in my notes too to say it, but I have one for you though, Greg. They're working on a suite of monetization options, including integrating with stars. Oh, perfect. I need more stars. I my know. bank account, my stars account was low. You are a star and you have many friends. Facebook is also testing the ability for Instagram creators to have their reels recommended on Facebook. Only a small number of users will see this option right now. And it sounds helpful, but it, it, they keep violating their own like mantra of creating platform and content specific things to the post type, but whatever. For group admins, a new single theme setting is rolling out to make it easier to prompt members to share their reels in groups. And of course, there's a new dedicated section of the news feed for reels. So lots of these things are still technically in the works, but the idea is that reels are here. If they're a part of your strategy on Instagram, maybe consider it on Facebook. I don't really know. I I don't know. It remains to be seen. But I think, again, the big deal here for a lot of us is possible ad inventory coming so yeah i feel like an uncharted area of tiktok is like grandma talk and maybe it's coming because they'll be into the reels and then they'll just like i say i think this is like the best ad for tiktok it's like you like what you see here it's all on the other app i think they're being dumb you're not wrong yeah all right and this wednesday we had the event of the summer google's search on events did you forget about the olympics or or the fact that it's fall (laughs) (laughs) officially autumn safety tips for you Um, contrary to popular belief this event was not about the search on the record podcast with the google guys but rather what's new with google search and there wasn't anything shocking to be honest but google's mom short for multitask unified model was what got optimum exposure. 
and mum is making its way to Google Lens, which is short for the glass thingy on your camera. <laughs> Mom's the word. <laughs> and you can now take a photo and then type in a query. So if you take a photo of like a bike and the gears is what they showed the example of, um, you could take a picture of the gears and then type in how to fix this. And mom is going to try to figure out what you can do with it. It's perfect timing for this announcement. It is mom season. Like you see them on everybody's porch. True. Yeah, yes, I have true. them at my house. So anyway, the example is fixing a bike, but I'm I'm personally excited about this. What I'm going to do first, it's coming in 2022, but I'm going to go to my My Client Center account on Google Ads and I'm going to take a picture of the search terms and I'm going to ask which of these match types will show for any given term. Galaxy brain, right? Am I right? No? That's okay. a meme, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And there's also good news for YouTubers that came out of on search. Google is playing mum to show related topics that aren't explicitly mentioned in a video. So if you, the example they had was a video of a macaroni penguin. Somebody searched what? for it. and Right? Isn't that the name of the one with the little frizzy hair? I think. It looks like a... The, the Doc Brown from Back to the Future. That's exactly the penguin. what it is. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that's what they were called. I believe that's what it's called. And if you don't say the name in the description or the title, mom can figure out that that is about. So what you're saying is people could find this video for moms. Well, if they search for uh, Cinderella costume for Halloween. Yes. <laughs> and, and from Glenn Gabe, he says, more from at search con. Google is redesigning the search results with things to know. It's accordion-like info, so you can refine or broaden your search via the SERPs, much like a filter. So it's pretty crazy when you do the search. There's this big accordion. I'd say it takes up about 60% of the screen. And I think the example was something like how to paint, uh, I don't know, paint, paint a dresser or something. And it goes step-by-step, step, styles, household items, and it sends people almost like down to a more specific term, which is... Pretty crazy. And over on Search Engine Land, they mentioned that the refine the search and broaden the search features enable users to get more specific with a topic or zoom out to more general topics. But AJ Cohn had a tweet that I thought was worth a verbal retweet here where he says, if this mock-up from Search On comes to fruition, the click yield on head terms will continue to decline and the tail is going to get a whole lot more attractive. We should tell that to Caleb. Maybe maybe the tail on that lizard is looking pretty good. I, I cannot get over that story. <laughs> anyway, you can also now browse with larger images in Google or in the SERPs. And there's this is I guess kind of like the this is not new, but new, aka the the Lily Ray. There are about this result enhancements where we talked about those three little buttons that kind of look like the traffic signal. There's going to be more information there. And there's shoppable search, which is going to be great for uh, lens and images. So if you search for cropped jackets, Google will then show you a feed of visual jackets in various colors that sort of match what the image was. I don't get cropped jackets. Like jackets are made for a reason. They're supposed to keep you warm. And you crop in the jacket? Like, why not just buy the jacket and cut it yourself or something? Yeah, that's dumb. Especially because, like, tunic-length shirts are not in anymore, right? I keep wearing mine, but... I don't know. I only wear black. (laughs) (laughs) All right, there's also in-person shopping at home. So if you want to see what is in inventory locally, you can see that. And the experience is more, like, in-person. 
Um, you can also shop with the Google Lens, sort of mentioned that before. Um, overall, it's kind of snooze news for uh, Search On, but I guess the exception of Refine Broaden, uh, that's kind of cool. And then, you know, I'm going to use it and I'm going to see what terms are going to match. So I'm excited about that. Okay. Let us know. Report back. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up just for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. This week's take of the week comes from Julie Bacchini over on NeptuneMoon.net. And Julie right now is hopefully relaxing, drinking that glass of wine. But she wasn't when she wrote this article. She woke up. She saw the announcement I saw. And she chose violence. (laughs) And one of my favorite, you just go read the article. You'll love it. But I loved personally two passages from this article where she's quoting, she starts just quoting the Google announcement and says, what does footnote number two say? Emphasis mine. And footnote number two says, advertisers that switch their exact match keywords to broad match and target CPA campaigns can see 35% more conversions. Google internal data, July, 2021. And Julie says, okay, so they can see those results, but no stats on how many did? Got it. And that's, I'm with Julie. That's so stupid to say you switch it to this and you can see 35% more conversions. You could see 135% more conversions. You could see 3000% more conversions. You don't talk about any other metrics. At what cost? Exactly. And then... Julie goes on to say, what does footnote number three say? Emphasis mine. And Julie says, advertisers that switch their exact match keyword to broad match and target ROAS campaigns can see 20% more conversion value. Google internal data, July 2021. And Julie goes on to say, so you can see 20% more conversion, but you might not. (laughs) Got it. And I read that like I was Julie. So hopefully I did you well, Julie. But it's a fantastic article. She breaks it down. And... Like, what? we're not babies. I can't. It's like they're, like, trying to just lie, mislead. Like, yeah, it's like it's one of those when you see the sale and it's like up to 50% off. It's like, mm, yeah, you know what? Yeah. There's, there's maybe one thing that already sold that was 50% off. And, yeah, it can be up to 35%. But you probably pay more. <laughs> Let's be honest. It's a broad match. Now it's time for this week's ICYMI. This is something you just might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked. But you shouldn't have. I see why my people from Julie Bacchini ever heard of her at Neptune Moon. <laughs> she says, oh, joy. Google ads now considers queries in other languages to be close variant to your exact match term. So she has some examples of her search term report where she has a search query that is in a different language and it is matching with her English keyword and the campaign is targeting the English language. And there is an interesting response here from Dwayne Brown at Dwayne Brown. He says, language settings for a campaign covers a user's browser history, device language setting, and what they type into Google. If they type in Spanish or French, but surf English sites and iPhone is set to English, your English ad would still show for them based on current tech. So, eso es nuevo para mí. Wow. <laughs> wow. Multi-talented. See, <laughs> <Si>. multilingual. <laughs> now it's time for this week's pew pew lightning round. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts: paid, organic, and social. 
First up in the paid universe this week, there is a new ad type from Google Ads. These are called things to do ads. These are an automated ad format that use data from your inventory feed and advertisers can designate a budget and target users based on their country of residence and device type. When users search for tours, activity, and local attractions on Google search, they show details like images, reviews, pricing, and include a booking link for the activity. Um, you can use this with all bid strategies except for target impression share. The example here is both for like, it's get your guide and buy it or so they're all like reseller sites. And I just thought that was interesting. Um, and I just would love to know how this would look for Jess's vacations because like things to do. <laughs> things you've already done. <laughs> yeah, like, Civil War reenactment. Gettysburg. A walk down history's trail. Drink more beer. Fort Niagara. <laughs> Yeah, that's so a staycation. Another brewery. <laughs> Check those out in the tourism biz. And from Corey Dobbin at Corey Dobbin on Twitter, Facebook ads managers objectives are changing. So they're consolidating from a bunch of different old categories into just six, which are awareness, traffic, engagement, leads, ad promotion, and sales. And then these are just going to be blank in your dashboard when the change happens if you don't make the switch because they will not be combining data, which they're all like mapped out. So I don't know why they couldn't just do it for you. I hate them. New feature alert from Chris Ridley at C underscore J underscore Ridley on Twitter. Google Ads Keyword Planner has two new columns, three month percent change and three month trend type. So this allows you to see if your keyword is trending up or down over the last three months. I just think this is weird. Why don't they just have the percent change as a plus or minus? Because the trend type is declining or increasing. Like, just seems yeah, unnecessary. That's extra. Yeah. But Chris is a great follower. He just put out a video of common mistakes that occur in Google Ads accounts. Go give him a follow. C underscore J underscore Ridley on Twitter. Spare of good news. We always love more data. Okay, people. In December 2021, Google Ads sexually explicit content policy violations will be updated to egregious. I do love that word, mm. but I like to use it about Google, not about the advertising. <laughs> <laughs> to egregious policy violations. These result in account suspension upon detection and without prior warning. Mm. We will begin enforcing the policy on de December 1st and full enforcement will ramp up over the next four weeks, the following four weeks. Good luck, Everyone, <laughs> okay? We've all seen it in those accounts. You've got a picture of a Cinderella headband and it's flagged for adult content. Like, good luck. Your account's gonna get shut down. David Kyle with his, his hand washing a car, out of here. Out of here and go to jail. I'm scared. Do not pass go. And from Tim Jensen, at Timothy J. Jensen on Twitter, uh, he has a notification in his account that says you are no longer able well this is a coming change you will no longer be able to opt out of video partners and true view for action campaigns but it's okay you guys because also in the notification advertisers who use video partners get up to 25 percent lower average cpas and why would you <laughs> limit yourself you can get up to 100 percent lower get them for free if we're going to be that ridiculous it's also like breaking my brain like up to this much a lower. Yeah, it makes know? no sense. Mm -hmm. I need Swaggy Pete to read these Google Ads articles. We need the question decrease marks. column. It's going down 25%. <laughs> and from Ginny Marvin, from her at Ginny Marvin account, mm -hmm. 
Um, this was a response. I think this was first noticed to me from PPC Kirk on Twitter. Um, but he noticed a drop off in impressions his account and Ginny confirmed there was an account outage issue in the afternoon of September 22nd, which caused some ads to stop serving temporarily. The issue has been resolved. No action is required except for an annotation. You should probably do that. And a lot of people were responding and saying that they saw this too. Brett Badofsky found a notification that standard ad groups for video action campaigns are going away soon. So responsive ad groups will be the only choice. So he made a good point that you can't add, at least I don't know of a way to add YouTube as an, the YouTube homepage as an exclusion. So this is concerning because him, like some other people have um, assets that perform well, but not on the homepage. So I hope there's a way to exclude that, but nobody responded with any tips to help. And from Christina in Discord, it's not just Christine with a K, it's Christina, I think. <laughs> Let me know if I'm still doing it wrong. It might be Christina. I don't know. Um, she says, Amazon updated their ads UI this morning in case anyone else uses post and is as easily confused as I am. They're hidden behind this little icon in the bottom left now. Took me way too long to find. You guys are just going to have to go in and figure this out because I don't know what the Brady Bunch heck that little thing is. <laughs> it does not look like posts. Nobody's going to know. Good luck. Scary. And Tales from PVC Reddit, we have an article called, I spent 30K on Facebook ads this year and have no idea what I'm doing. Same. <laughs> <laughs> that was my interjection. It was basically like, they're trying all these different things. They raise budget, sales don't go up. They have no idea, but it seems to be working, so they keep things the same. I mean, what a joke. Okay, so TikTok is sharing new research into how users respond to ads on the platform, so let me guess. TikTok is amazing. People love ads. They look forward to them. They're taking out their popcorn. They're talking to their friends about the ads. Everyone loves ads on TikToks, and they're all buying Halara dresses. That's basically it. Because this is from their research. <laughs> they used eye tracking, heart rate monitoring, and GSR technology. Oh I love this ad. The Zara dress. What's a Lara dress? <laughs> Can you oh. imagine? Like, that's so creepy. Um, they used these things to measure how participants responded to the ads. So a couple points. The numbers for brand recall for TikTok ads were strong, even with limited view times. Um, they also said that brand messaging was better received on TikTok. I mean, they're not going to say anything bad. Who cares? And there's this article from William Harris. Let me get your Twitter handle right At WM Harris okay. 101 on Twitter. Thank you. 100 was taken. He <laughs> is my favorite person. He has a TLDR right at the beginning of this article, and I'm going to read it to you. Facebook ads reporting on ROAS is broken. They're likely pulling back on Facebook ads as a or you're likely pulling back on Facebook ads as a result and hurting your business. Switching to a different metric on the two cold hard facts of your business, money leaving your bank account and money going into your bank account can give you back, get you back on track and scaling profitably again. And he has a full guide on how to do this and an amazing, amazing hero image of the best chart I've ever seen. He wrote on it, real money, not real money. This is a good chart. It's a great Cease chart. Cease and desist. <laughs> Cease and desist. I'm getting my lawyer. How dare you? Barry should start drawing on his charts. Oh my God, that's it for paid. What's happening in organic? <laughs> All right. This week, by way of Glenn Gabe, we have what should be in uh, Thanks I Hate It channel. We should make yes. that in Discord. Community.marketingclock.com. We'll make a Thanks I Hate It. It's my new favorite thing in life. It makes me feel alive when I find the good things. I hate it. So sign up. It's free and there's great conversations going on over there. But Chrome is adding a side search panel 
that will make it easier to browse Google results. We talked about this on mobile before, where you make it to your destination and then you can still see Google search results in the top. That's crazy. But this is on desktop. And when you get to the page, there's now a, and again, this seems like a test, a G logo. And when you hit the G logo at the top of the browser bar, you go into split screen. So the article will be on the right. And then you see the Serpies on the left. There. Uh, any relation to the numbies? <laughs> okay. I don't, you guys just aren't hip, all right? I don't know what to tell you. All right, next up, Bing Image Search Upgrade with a V3 of an Aesthetic Model. That's the title from <laughs> Barry Schwartz over the Search Engine Roundtable. <laughs> and it looks really cool. And this came out actually before the Search On News, so credit to Bing. And there's a re- it, it looks much better. The images are bigger. There is a reduction in the distance between things by 48%. Who cares? Basically, you love to see it. Bing's trying hard to make images better. You know, they could say they are ascribing to be the best. Serpies are those baby snakes? I think no, it the, sounds the like... No, the Serps. The search change results pages. Serpies. Serpies. Yeah. It sounds like something that's going to violate Google Ads egregious policies <laughs> to me. I don't like it one Shut them down. All right. <laughs> Shut them down. Let's keep it with Barry here. Over on Search Engine Roundtable, Google is adding tons of new help docs to help e-commerce sites perform well in Google search. Lily Ray had a great thread about some of the things she found in there. Go follow her at Lily Ray NYC on Twitter. Um, and the person that uncovered it, their name was Kenichi Suzuki at S-U-Z-U-K-I-K on Twitter. Um, pretty cool stuff. Love that they're helping people do better for e-commerce. All right, next up, Google search, Google hotel search results dropped the visit website button. And oh my God. Are you God. kidding? This was a big stir last week. And Barry said, I do hope this is a bug. This is not a good thing for hotels. Like, yes, that is correct. It's <laughs> nice language. An update, it was a bug. Danny Sullivan of Google said so on his at Danny Sullivan Twitter account saying, thanks, I'm seeing buttons now. I can confirm there was no test and the buttons were not rendering as apparently a bug. They're exploring more about why it happened. If you see it happen again, please do ping me. However, when I'm looking at it, they just changed website and replaced it with save. Like they moved over directions. Like I understand you're saying it's a bug. That is like the most luckiest bug in the favor of Google. Yeah. You know, and they're giving bugs a bad name. You know, like bugs already have a bad name. Let's give it a good name. Like, what if you had the bugs air on the side of a webmaster for once? That'd be nice. A little ladybug, huh? Oh, those are nice. Yeah. They eat all the mites on your plants. All right. Next up, an article from CNBC. Google is slashing the amount it keeps from sales on its cloud marketplace as pressure mounts on app stores. So they used to take 20% of anything on the marketplace. It's now dropping to 3%. So that's a pretty big drop. So more... Hopefully, it should let more people try the Google Cloud platform. Um, and it's nice to see they're pulling back on that, over, that, you know, the overall take there. So, you know, and for Google, this is a difficult line to stratus as Google Cloud will likely see less revenue short term, but long term, cumulously, Google Cloud may see a serious win thanks to the additional innovation. I'm exhausted. (laughs) (laughs) All right, next up in literal Google dance news, the Serpies may be getting a little more dancey thanks to the fact that Google is working at indexing Instagram and TikTok videos. I can't wait. 
Yeah. I'll finally see a TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) I need this for recipes, though. All right. Next up, and how is this news news from Barry Schwartz? The title of the article is Google. Changing WordPress themes can impact rankings. Uh, You think? (laughs) (laughs) You changed your site. All right. Next up, is this news from 2020? (laughs) Question mark. From Barry Schwartz. This is a Barry show. Google has updated its coronavirus disease, COVID-19, parentheses policy, (laughs) to now allow the sale in both paid ads, Google and shopping, and free listings on Merchant Center and and technically shopping, of at-home COVID-19 test kits. Google said only test kits that are authorized by the FDA or your local governing body will be allowed. Now. (laughs) What's the point? Well, I guess people are- October. 2021. Crazy. Summertime. All right. Google is saying that the 200 plus ranking signals figure is misleading. John Mueller said they're trying to find a move away from that number because it can be kind of misleading. I think they should make their own number up. You know, like, do you ever hear those fake numbers out there? Like, there's a Sarah Mucci from the White House aide for Trump, and that means an 11 because, and sometimes 10, apparently, according to Wikipedia. But that's based on the time he served as a White House communications director. So if, so if you see an 11, you can say it's Sarah Mucci. Or a Mooch. You ever heard, uh, heard like uh, fake numbers? Is it the same as Scaramucci? Like the yeah. Mooch? Yeah, Scaramucci. Okay. I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> Isn't that like the spinal tap, turn it up? Isn't that like a fake number too? It goes to, to 11. 11. But yeah, it goes, oh, to, I thought, it goes to a Mooch. I thought they went one over. I'm not, I'm not saying that, Greg. Okay, well, anyway, I think they should make up their own unit. Stop with your gross words. You're like mooch off somebody. He's making up numbies. I think they should make up their own unit in Google. Maybe like, maybe say like, hey, instead of 200 ranking signals, we have a gooch of ranking signals. (laughs) I know. I hate that. I knew this was coming. It's Google. No. no. I don't like it. It makes me uncomfortable. I disavow. But do you know that there is a number that's called a Sheppy? It's S-H-E-P-P-E-Y, and it's a measure of distance equal to about seven-eighths of a mile, defined as the closest distance at which a sheep remains picturesque. I don't know what that means, but a sheppy. So you have your own uh, unit of measure. Okay. can't believe it's less than one. Yeah. You're worth so much more than that, Shep, and I can see you from any distance. You're very picturesque in the head. Thanks. And yeah, more than a mooch and more than a gooch, too. Um, so. yeah. All right, next <laughs> up. Over 4 billion people or half the world's population have at least one email address. <laughs> what oh a stat! What a stat! Everybody's PR team has lost their mind. <laughs> They've all lost their minds. Wait, who, who's PR team? Flare. Oh, my They've God. They've got email rerouting, and that's what they started off with. I'm like, oh, you cool. You got email routing. And I have to learn about email numbers. And it's like, I know the numbies on email. Like, Listen, don't have to give it to me. It is so hard to come up with an intro. Just say, hey, we've got new innovation. And hey, guys. <laughs> it's actually really cool because you can route email with two steps. You can enter an email address you want on your domain, and they can enter the address we want it forwarded to. So if you use Cloudflare, you can now route. And also from Google, they have an article called Responsibly Applying AI Models to Search. It's just a bunch of propaganda. You can read it if you want. <laughs> Anytime something like this comes out, I just imagine there's a DOJ lawsuit coming because there's nothing to it. There's like, oh, we're so responsible. Um, all right. And then, oh. Oh. Hang on. Watch out, iTunes. It's back. The people have spoken. 
Well, mainly a zine. <laughs> but it's time for Barry's Charts with Greg. What does that have because to do with iTunes? <laughs> we're going to be climbing the charts. Oh, my God. You know, like Alice in Chains. Increase the bandwidth, Steve Jobs. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Barry said there was a potential algorithm update on September 24th that really heated up through Saturday the 25th, and it seemed to have cooled off through <laughs> September the 26th. So annotate that out there. And there were, these charts were like world class. This was such a hard decision out there. It took so many painstaking, laborious hours to figure out who the winner was. I really loved, A, the advanced web rankings chart that they had there because they've got kind of a metric of medium and then a metric of high. Mm -hmm. And if you look at it, there's like a Burj Khalifa thing that comes shooting over the high on the 25th. I don't know what that what is. What are you talking about? You guys have no culture. <laughs> Someone no culture. said that to me. <laughs> it wasn't you. It was it's the largest tower in the world. It's in Dubai. Okay. This well, looks anyway. like a roller coaster, not a tower. But look at the thing that made it through high. It what is, is high? so much higher than high. Anyway, you would think that'd be the winner, but I also enjoyed the SEM Rush, aka SEM Rush, aka SEM Rush chart that looked like kind of South Dakota with a bunch of, of buttes and a big one on the 24th and 25th. You know, like there's just a big butte there. And in school, I loved it when the, you learned about a butte. You're like, that's just butt with an E. Do you remember that? No, it's beautiful. I don't yes. remember. You remember? I'm like, it's butt with an E. Yeah. And it's like, that's and I was beautiful. like, that must be like what you feel like. You're like, bud with an E. Boudet. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was not it. Because I think my favorite was Rank Ranger. And they win the chart of the week this week because it looked like whatever happened, the tool <laughs> melted down. T2 style oh, in the man. molten lava. I order you not to go because oh, it goes from a long streak of green and then it goes full Christmas greens and reds. And if you look at this long enough and you put your ear next to your monitor, you can find out what Mariah Carey wants for Christmas. And spoiler alert, it's you. Oh my God. Wow. What happened on the 26th? Well, that's, I don't know what happened, but then it turned blue and it shrunk and shriveled up. So that's it. Thanks for listening to Barry's Charts with Greg, an audio program about visual charts. All right. Next up in the news, Imager joins Genius um, and it's acquired by the owner of Kick, Genius, and World Star Hip Hop. Uh, I'm not, I'm, there's nothing really to report there, but new owners. And Google is buying a New York City office building for $2.1 billion. It's the biggest, priciest sale of U.S. buildings since the pandemic's begun, and it will open mid-2023, just in time for the Upsilon variant. And in my favorite article of the week from Christian Selig, he says, oh my gosh, Amplosion is the number one app in utilities. Thank you so much. I've never had an app be, however brief, at the top of its category. Love you. Amplosion, the sole purpose of this iPhone app is to get rid of AMP links. And I love it. Google, it's like AMP is gonna fix the internet and people are paying $3. <laughs> Making oh my this gosh. app the most popular app in utilities to get rid of AMP. How's that working out for you, Google? $3, I didn't realize it was paid. <laughs> That's it, organic. What's happening in social media? Oh my God, Greg, take oh. a deep breath. I know. You I can't believe you did that Mariah Carey thing. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even written down in your notes. You just did that on the fly. <laughs> talent. <sighs> Speaking of talent, calling all business meme gurus. The LinkedIn Creator Accelerator Program is now accepting applications. Platforms everywhere are investing in creators. As we know, LinkedIn is joining the party with a 10-week incubator-style program where participants can bring new concepts and visions to life. 
blah, 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 blah. Accepted participants will receive white glove support, early access to LinkedIn tools, and a $15,000 grant to start conversations. Do you know how many you're old, Jess? How? You said meme gurus. There's Should only one, th- one way to call it. It's meme gods. <laughs> Is that a new thing? It's meme gods. Have you ever said, heard any? I would just say meme dudes. No, it's meme gods. It's pronounced you're either a meme, meme god or you're not. There's no meme gurus. Well, anyway. And then the memes can only be dank. If you have a, if you oh, have a, a dank, dank meme. meme, yes. There's I know no what good a dank memes. meme is. They're dank. Are they dank on LinkedIn? Because dank doesn't seem like a business, <laughs> business friendly. Memes. Like maybe it's bank. Oh, yeah. Now I'm cool. If you want to apply for that, if you're one of those dank meme generators or whatever, um, you have until October 12th to get on board. Meme meme gods. Okay. Sticking with LinkedIn, everyone's favorite platform. This is from TechCrunch. LinkedIn is testing a new paid ticketing event service. The service would apparently allow users to organize events, sell tickets, monitor sales, and even run the events all within the LinkedIn platform. And I say apparently because this is based on code they received from an anonymous source. It all sounded very sneaky. <laughs> Spooky. Yeah, they're like, we were past code. Well, it's October 1st now, so tis the season. Um, anyway, a spokesperson from the platform did confirm to TechCrunch that they're exploring options for payment in the events product, but that's not exactly what the code says. So we shall see what happens. Next up from Twitter support, which is at Twitter support on Twitter, looking to get <laughs> <laughs> looking to get a little. What if they support. couldn't get it? Like, oh. <laughs> They'd have to go with Twitter support. Larry one. beat me to it. <laughs> like, imagine if you had it. Like, how much would you like? What would be your introductory offer if they're asking to buy <laughs> the it? The minute you give a number, you're breaking TOS. That would be nothing. I just love it. That's my full name. That's what I was born with. <laughs> That's, that's kind of awesome. Anyway, um, I like that they worked support into their tweet here, too. They said, looking to get a little support with tips. Tips is now, which I get, but I feel like I should say are now. Tips is now rolling out to everyone 18 plus on iOS. You can add the tips icon to your profile from the edit profile button. So go get that money. Moving on, congratulations to TikTok, that heart-pumping ad platform everybody loves. They have hit 1 billion monthly active users globally. Nice. And Jess, there's a little note here that um, it says, Jess, do TikTok dance. Uh, go. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If you're not watching on YouTube, you are missing out. That was something. <laughs> hey, you could see all my colorful shirts every You week. look like one of those like <laughs> floppy things outside a car dealership, like those like big tube The wacky people. waving inflatable arm yes. flailing man. That is your dance style. Thank you. Never been on a dance floor in my life. That's not true. (laughs) (laughs) Not that anyone noticed anyway. All right. Next up, Facebook is rolling out an update to the organic post testing tool in Creator Studio that enables testing of different post formats and provides more opportunities for audience experiments. You can measure the success of your post against different types of interactions like shares, comments, whatever you're aiming for. You can run the test for up to 24 hours or as little as 10 minutes because this is a fast-paced world of social media and then repost the most effective version, which that is actually kind of cool, but I would just like a proper bulk editor for my ads. Next up, a little tweet from Matt Navarra at Matt Navarra on Twitter. Instagram automatic highlights feature. And it's a quote tweet from somebody else who it looks like they're part of a test that says turn on automatic highlights. This is from Instagram stories with product stickers can be automatically added to your shop and the highlight will stay active for more than 24 hours. So that's exciting. That's kind of cool for brands. Yeah. I thought it sounded like a filter that like made your hair a little... Brighter added highlights. Yeah, we could all use a That's little nice. bit of that. You just get frosted fall. tips. Yeah, they look pretty sick. Ooh, nice. That's what I want. Turn on frosted tips. Yeah, I'd look. I'd get some sunglasses and get Not those you. Facebook stories. I'd be like Guy Fieri. No. <laughs> 
a good look. For you, you would exa- look exactly like that. <laughs> in your black t shirt. Flavor down, baby. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Facebook is starting to share more about what it demotes in the news feed. And if you want to read about it, you can. Good marketers and social media managers really don't have to worry. It's just like bad people doing bad things are getting demoted. The bigger point here is an apparent move towards transparency, but I say what you will. Back to the bird, Twitter launched a live test of topic tags and spaces to help boost discovery. It's just a test and not available to everyone. In fact, Twitter said it'll be available to, and I quote, some of you on Android. Oh, (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) Up to three people. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So remember the Facebook Ray-Bans? No. Your favorite glass. <laughs> I try to forget. Yeah, well, they probably will be a thing of the past before they're even the future because they are already under scrutiny. European regulators are concerned about the LED light on the specs that turns on when the camera is enabled. Apparently, it's too small. Of all the things to be worried about, <laughs> it's an inadequate mechanism for alerting people to the risk they're being recorded. Shep. And also, if you want to see more, we had a fire TikTok that Caleb, Chris, and Olive were in over on at Marketing Clock on TikTok. And the only reason I knew it, because I Googled and found it in the Serpies. Disturbed. <laughs> oh, the band? <laughs> what? <laughs> you didn't understand that. And y'all know I don't understand Discord. So I'm just going to read this next story directly from The Verge. Discord is starting to test YouTube integration weeks after Google-owned YouTube forced two popular Discord music bots offline. YouTube integration has started appearing in a small number of Discord servers today as part of what appears to be a new test of a collaboration between Discord and YouTube. That's cool. It's called Watch Together. That seems like a really slick integration, and I'm down with the slickness. Wow. I love what you did there. That was a dank audio meme. (laughs) Okay. We need to like tone down the mood here, and I'm just going to skim over this one. <clears throat> From the New York Times, Facebook delays Instagram kids, which if you don't remember, was their attempt at a more age-appropriate experience for users 13 and younger. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I signed your kids up. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Keeping the internet wholesome. According to the Times, the social media giant said it still wants to build a child-focused Instagram product, but we'll, no! po- but we'll no. postpone the plans. Like, literally, nobody would ask again if they just, like, pretended they never said anything. <laughs> ask again, though, because I want to tell you what the Wall Street Journal said about it. I'm asking again. All right. So according to the Wall Street Journal, Facebook has investigated how to engage young users in response to competition from Snapchat and TikTok, quote, exploring play dates as a growth lever. Somebody get Chris Hansen on him. Seriously? Everything about that statement. I wanted to see Mark Zuckerberg's little hoverboard land down and his Chris (laughs) Hansen there. And he's like, why did you order that pizza? (laughs) You know? Enjoy the cookie. You're going to jail. All right. Lastly, here <laughs> in social, from social media today, of course, Pinterest announces a new partnership with Albertsons to facilitate grocery shopping in app. You took my joke. Pinstacart. Great. How could you not call it that? <laughs> Maybe they will. There's still time. Pinstacart. We, oh, we is that what have, you said? I think everybody listening had the same joke. <laughs> I thought you both said Instacart. You Pinstacart. said Instacart. No, no, you Pinst- know what we didn't say? We didn't say Pinteresting. <laughs> You're welcome. Once, and oh now my God, what a win. All right, on to this week's segment segments, where we make up segments on the fly and talk through them. Shep, you're up. This is a 
website called shouldiuseacarousel.com and you go to it and it is a carousel and they say no and they give a lot of reasons about like people trying to read things and clicking for the wrong reason. But I have reason enough because I couldn't read this because it moves so fast you can't read it. That's the whole point. Oh. It's true. It says no every time. They gave like hard numbers. I thought there was like more. No, no it's it's funny. If some if a client wants to use a carousel, just send them should I use a carousel.com. All right, next up in the segment segments is a segment called Astrono. And Amazon has launched a one thousand dollar robot that can move around and film you. In its announcement video, Amazon says Astro is designed to give peace of mind to its owners. When a user purchases the $999 robot, customers are asked to enroll their face and voice as well as the faces of voices of anyone who is likely to be in a home so it can learn who is supposed to be there. (laughs) So Vice came out with an article blasting the Astro that I guess was called Vesta at one point. And they said, there's a sentry mode on the Astro and sentry should first try to identify the person if they are not still unrecognized, which is weird wording, that's just from the article, for as long as 30 seconds. When the person is identified as unknown for 30 seconds past, Sentry should start following the person until Sentry mode is turned off. Where are we? Is this Earth? Furthermore, there's a comment from somebody that worked on this saying, it's at best absurdist nonsense in marketing. And at worst, potentially dangerous for anyone who'd actually rely on it for accessibility purposes. And y'all, I didn't think it would be like this. I always thought like when we got here, things would be really nice. We'd have a Rosie from the Jetsons like dropping off tea. But no, we can't have nice things. It's just stalking you. It's not possible. It's not possible. And instead, we get... A video recording robot created by tech billionaires that go to space in cowboy boots. And we get portals from sentient beings that ride hoverboards with American flags and literally have nothing else to do to entertain themselves than to go back in time a thousand years and throw spears and post it on Facebook. Or you can get a Nest Home with cameras from Larry Page and Sergey Brin of Google where Anyone that brings up morality at the company is fired. And oh, they just invested in an anti-aging company, Calico, where on the homepage it states, we want to better understand the biology that controls aging and lifespan. And don't get me going on Bill Gates, because he had plans at one point, according to Forbes, where he wanted to spray dust into the atmosphere to block the sun. Nope. I'm yeeting on out of this. No thanks. Don't get an Astra. Just get a dog. All right, next up in the segment segments is a new segment called See Above Segment. Facebook is spending $50 million to, quote, responsibly, end quote, build the metaverse. I wonder if there's play dates in the metaverse. <laughs> and that's it for segment segments this week. And that brings us to our real life segment. Straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for working hard or hardly working. I don't know if this is working hard or hardly working, but I didn't know that there are some settings in Microsoft advertising that you can do at the ad group level that you can't set at Google Ads. So one was like the location targeting options. So um, if you're importing from Google Ads, just make sure you're double checking them because it could change from the default that you have at the campaign level and heck everything up. Greg, what about you? And I mentioned it in the article that I wrote earlier, but somebody reached out and asked if we actually run different mobile campaigns and we do. And do you have broad match on for things that aren't mobile? And we do. 
And just of note, like we do a lot of B2B, so it's very different, but we brought on one client that did not do this back in the day. Didn't have any bit adjustments for mobile or desktop. Everything was in the same campaign. And desktop was producing 11x more conversions at 76% lower CPA with a 270% higher conversion rate. So when I say these things in the article, like it's factually based and I'll give you hard numbers, not some up to like you'll see in other publications. Thank you for saying numbers. Jess? <laughs> Um, just complaining about Google My Business. Uh, we received an email saying that Google My Business hours were updated be from Google users and other sources. That was the verbiage that they used. So A, I don't know what those sources are. That's weird. Then I went to check them and the only option is to accept all. So they updated all of the hours for every day of the week for this business and I could not accept all. I had to go back in and manually fix them back to exactly where they were one by one. And it's like, I, if you're going to let me accept all, let me remove all. Dumbest thing ever. Hate it. Also, name your sources, Google. <laughs> and now for this week's Cool Tool. As a reminder, our Cool Tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners. And... Is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is the keyword cannibalization tool for SEO from Cluster Army. Leveraging Search Console data, this tool allows you to discover pages on your site that rank for similar keywords and then dive into page-specific metrics like clicks, impressions, average position, and CTR. It's a great way to discover potentially outdated content that's off your radar, spot cannibalization issues, and so much more. It's very handy to have in your tool belt, especially if you're starting a new gig or onboarding a new client, just as a quick check. We'll have the link in our newsletter as well as on Discord, so pick your poison and check it out. And now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth, so detailed, we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. This week's must-read marketing article of the week comes from Yoast.com and Phil Nottingham, who has hair that I aspire to. And Phil is talking about YouTube keyword research. He's got a great article that goes through how you can collect a list of topics, generate keyword ideas, get search volume data, assess the ranking video quality, and then he's got this like opportunity score that he makes. So um, if you're looking to get into YouTube, want to do some research, check it out over on Yoast. Thank you, Phil. All right. That does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this week's Marketing O'Clock. If you're looking for more information on today's topics, head over to marketingoclock.com slash newsletter to receive every single article we covered. We share the news as it breaks in our Discord community. Head over to community.marketingoclock.com to join. And we'll see you next week. Welcome to this week's Shootin' the Heck, where after our famous Friday news show, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just... Shoot the heck! And today we're playing a game that nobody really enjoys except for Greg. It's everybody's favorite game, Travel Buddies, where there's two different types of folks and you have to pick one person that you are traveling around the globe with. Which one are you choosing? And I've got a list with all of the correct answers on the list. Mm. So as a team. So it's two three. types of people, but you're labeling no, other people. Travel Buddies. Please don't get it mixed up. Okay. It's very different. It's completely different, actually. Okay, first up. Who are you traveling with? Somebody whose favorite game is Mousetrap or somebody whose favorite game is Monopoly? 
Oh my god! Ooh. I don't know mousetrap. Monopoly, easily. Final answer, team. I don't. Uh, that's really hard for me because, like, you know how I feel about rodents, but like Monopoly, <laughs> you don't want nice things for yourself if you enjoy playing Monopoly. It but, is so boring. But the thing is, though, people who play Monopoly are really like, you know, they have a plan. They always know what they're doing. They're three steps ahead. So yeah, a boring plan. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, people whose favorite game it is to play mousetrap. They're not the ones setting it up because then it wouldn't be their favorite because that's stupid. Yes, so this is exactly. a lazy person, not a planner. 100%. Yeah. So you are choosing Monopoly. Yes, absolutely. I think so. Absolutely wrong. I, 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 I thought that was a layup. I thought that one was a layup. What's a layup? A layup, it's a football term. <laughs> yes. I, I, I th- you want somebody who's going to be able to do the work to problem solve like MacGyver. If you can set up mousetrap and you enjoy the game... Right? Like, you're not going to have any problems at all on your vacation. And somebody who plays Monopoly doesn't like games, doesn't like rules. There's not even a way to win. And then you're just, you're, you're like a like a stooge. There is absolutely a way to win Monopoly. But you there's just free get, so look at the rules. Look at the, look at the original rules and get back to me. There's no it's way to win. It's not about the rules, though. It's about, and like, you're just, you're like, you can you're an old landlord win. just trying to, to shake all the nickels out of your tenants. No way, no thanks. I'm a mousetrap every time. Correct answer. A person who plays Monopoly would, like, know how to make money and keep it. So well, they're going to show you a not, good time. Not, it, that does not the answer is in stone it's here okay next up who are you going is your travel buddy somebody that is their professional job is to name paint colors or your professional job is to name pharmaceutical drugs 100 percent paint colors that's really fun and I, that's like my dream job, kind of. No offense. <laughs> but like, you got to be creative. I, I you get to you. smell paint all day. Mm. 100%. People who name pharmaceuticals, like, they should call them pharmaceuticals. They don't even know how to pronounce the words they're making up. Zelgians? I'm going to have to <laughs> go my with faves. pharmaceuticals. Just because, well, like, those... Like the drugs themselves are so complicated and like they make, they give them these like these really cutesy names. Like, I don't know. Cutesy. Cubadil or I don't know. That's adorable. <laughs> ask, your doc- <laughs> ask your doctor about Amacetrin or I don't know. <laughs> are you making these up? Yeah, I really don't just have a lot of health concerns. I know what kind of person you are. <laughs> wow, we're not traveling But you can like you. take something super right, complicated well, you, and make it fun. You know? Final answer. I need a team final answer. Uh. Because one, right. one of them is right. Just as a deciding vote. One of them is right. Just as a deciding vote. I'm going paint colors. Okay. Okay. You, right. You're so close. <laughs> you listen to Caleb. Why would we listen to you Caleb? You don't want somebody names paint colors. The whole time is going to be about Instagram. You're going to add the caption. Exactly. It's going to have to be the most cutesy little caption out there. And the pharmaceutical people, it's all business. Like, let's get to here. Let's enjoy it. And let's not dwell on the past. Let's think about what's coming you're next. You're so and full of it. Yeah. No, you, you're, you're a like, lover of puns. There's no puns no. in pharmaceuticals. The whole vacation is going to be a fight over what emoji to put next to the waterfall. And okay. the answer is just use a waterfall I'll emoji and get on your way. Just pop a pill and hope and it's named you Yeah, you'll seriously. Be fine. 100%. Okay. All right, all right. This one's kind of hard, but this is the last one here for today. Travel buddies, do you pick to go on a trip across the globe? Somebody that buys multiple sports jerseys with their name across the back, or their own name. Somebody that has a tattoo of their own name across their back. There aren't okay. enough people oh my like gosh. that. Definitely you have to go. Sports you jersey. have to go tattoo guy. 
100%. Are you kidding me? How confident do you have to be to get your own name tattooed on your back? And that's a good thing? Actually, I've only ever met one person who had their own name <laughs> tattooed on them, and they were a force. So I'm with Caleb. Exactly. We're taking this person bungee jumping hey, with us. Yeah, have numbered again. I just think... Also, just quick take about the person who has like their name on a jersey... I hate that so much. Yeah, you Weird, don't play the sport. Strange. You're not on the Eagles. Just don't do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Final answer. So I, we're going with them, I guess. I, I think Jersey. I consulted many people with this. And <laughs> unfortunately, you're wrong. Because what? if there's a dire situation, if you're getting tracked, there's lots of heists, <laughs> looting, things like that, pickpocketing. If you have to go on the run, have you ever seen a little movie called Hostel? Okay. Yeah. No. You can just go pick up a shirt off the street and not be associated to your name and not be identified. And that's the only reason you want to go with the sports person. Because again, that person is as committed. This is temporary. Game. That person's way more of a wimp. And if you're worried about the hostile situation, you want the person that's self-tattooed so that they can just like tear it up and get you out of there. Safely. You want somebody whose name you know when they're walking away. Like I absolutely. mean, you yeah. might as well have turn your last name into a abduct me, bud. Okay. All right? <laughs> so some people incorrect. already call me that. It was close. <laughs> I think you had a lot of better effort here, and I, I think next 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 time we're gonna get one right. Okay, so I think what we've learned today is that you shouldn't travel with Greg, mm-hmm. and we'll see you next week. <laughs>